great future. We're talking real money. Welcome to Talking Real Money. We are live this weekend. A happy 4th of July holiday to all of you. I I would try to figure out what year we're celebrating, but it's too many numbers there. But anyway, it's been a couple hundred years. We're still hanging in there. And uh, today on the program, we're going to talk about money. I'm Tom Cock. Don McDonald has the weekend off. And our telephone number is 855-935-8255. If it's easier, 855-935-TALK. In a couple minutes, we'll talk to a familiar voice about how to protect yourself from all the people that would like to separate you from your from your money. And before we do that, let's go back to the phones. Gary has been very patiently waiting and now joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Gary. Hi, how are you doing today? Good. How can we help you? Well, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on a uh, lump sum pension payout versus the uh, monthly check. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, let, let me step back. Are you going to have any other uh, pension-like payments other than Social Security? Uh, no, just Social Security, but I do have uh, 401k. Okay. So would you call yourself an experienced investor or somebody who hasn't done much with stocks and bonds? I would say that I'm somewhat experienced. Okay. And then let me ask you, here's another, and this is a tougher part. How how do you do with volatility? Things going up and things going down and the future looking uncertain and March of 2020, et cetera, et cetera. How, how did you manage through all of that? Well, for the last 35 years, I've been invested in the S&P 500 almost exclusive. Okay. So here's here then that helps me a little bit because in taking the lump sum and investing it and having it grow over time some in stock some in bonds generally leaves that person with more money and your family of course as well than taking the monthly payout but oftentimes when people ask me this question I say this is more about you and your emotional makeup than it is about the money. Because for people that really have no experience investing or they're very risk averse, they're the worrying type, I will tell them just take a little bit less money. Because as you know, if you take a fixed amount in the uh, pension, and by the way, does it have any sort of um, inflation on it, in, in inflation adjustment? Cost a little. Uh, no, it's it's not adjusted for okay. inflation. I mean, then this is the problem, right? Because you're getting an amount, that amount is not going to change, and in about 23 years, it will buy half as much gas or milk or a third as much housing. <laughs> With housing prices going up the way they are, so I mean, that's the reality. So generally, from a financial standpoint. It makes more sense to take the lump sum, as I say, invest it properly. Here's the other thing. You need to be very careful in that moment because oftentimes I see people take the lump sum, hand it to somebody that puts in an expensive annuity or other type of product, which is not in the best interest of you. It is certainly in the person who sells it. So, yes, it generally the correct decision is taking the lump sum and investing it rather than taking the monthly amount. So if I take the lump sum versus my uh, monthly payment and I run the roughly formula, it would take me a, my lump sum would have to generate six and a half percent interest 
to equal what I would get on my monthly payments. I'm trying to figure out how you'd come up with that number. Well, I'm basing it on a 15 years if my pension paid out for 15 years. So that would be a number, right? The, the monthly amount times 12 times 15, correct? And what you're saying is you need to make 6.5% yeah, on the I money. Get, yeah, I mean, my, my, my annual payment on my pension would be 25000 a year. Mm-hmm. And they're offering me 400000 as a lump sum. Yeah. Which, so, by the way, yeah, okay, so if you took out 4% of that a year, you're at 16000 So, yeah, it would take a little while longer to pay yeah, out. Yeah, and, and I kind of like the idea of, of getting the monthly, the monthly check. So, although 400000 sounds like a lot of money. Well, I mean, here's, I mean, and do you have a survivor benefit? Are you in a relationship where the other person may need money? Uh, no, it's just, just myself. Okay, so. so sometimes that can be a consideration, too. Again, I mean, it, there isn't a yes or no answer to all of this. When we okay. run it, generally, as I say, you end up with more by taking a lump sum, investing it, and even taking out the money. By the way, the other part of the lump sum is you can take it out when it fits you. And your tax situation, right? Other than, of course, required minimum distributions, which also may be pushed back because the Congress is looking at making him pushing him back to 75. So there really isn't a right yes or no answer there, Gary. I think you're, 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 you're thinking about it correctly. And each person have to make the decision based on, as I say, generally their more emotional side than their fiscal side. 855-935-TALK will continue here on Talking Real Money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Don has the week off here on the holiday, but we are live in the studio. First time. I've been in a studio outside of the one in my office in, I think it's like 16 months. And uh, we've got a familiar face. I knew you was going to say something. Familiar face, familiar voice here. You know him as the consumer man. No cape today, I noticed. But um, he's been doing this for, can I say? How many forever. Years? Okay, forever. Leave it at that. <laughs> More uh, than 40 years. Yeah, it's good for you. Herb Weisbaum joining us. To, and we'll get back to a few of your calls here in just a moment to try to protect you. From all those people. By the way, I read all your articles. I love them. Thank you. They're really great stuff. And people should go to consumerman.com to get all, all the stuff. And you write now for Checkbook, too. Checkbook.org, yep. It's all over the place. Uh, but I was fascinated the first one was about crypto. Now, you know I am not a fan of investing in crypto in any way, shape, or form. Neither Period. Am I. Period. Neither because am I. I think it's it's it really is the greater fool. Whatever the greater fool says is worth, then they'll buy it and pay for it until they don't. But there are people that are stealing, on top of what I think is an extremely risky investment, there are people that 
if you get into crypto that are just basically taking your money, right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't look at the the <laughs> angle you're talking about right. for the story, but although I did say any currency where Elon Musk can send out a text or a tweet and uh, it drops 40% overnight is not something I want to invest in. Uh, but what we looked at is the fact that people are being absolutely just totally ripped off by trying to make these investments. As a matter of fact, the uh, North American Securities Administrators Association says that this is one of the top three investment threats for 2021. It was the same in 2020. People, believe it or not, Tom, people are like getting a, uh, a message on Facebook. Somebody says, one of their friends, of course, it's not really their friend, I got this great opportunity. I made all this money in crypto. You can be part of the deal. And then all you have to do is spend a little bit of money. So you put in $1,000 or $500, then you can double your investment and get this unbelievable return, usually in days or weeks. Oh, you don't have course, to wait, of course. Yeah. You know, huge returns. Like put in $500 and you get $1,500 back in three days. Just doesn't happen that way. And then they hit you up for more and more until you finally realize that you've been taken. And I've talked to these victims and they say, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Well, then you shouldn't be dealing with it. Yeah, As you idea. always say, if you don't know what you're doing, don't deal with it. But it's a very, very bad situation. And unfortunately, once the money's gone in the digital world, the money's gone. There's virtually no chance of getting this, no pun intended, virtually no chance of getting this money back back once it's gone it's out of your hand um you know you don't talk in real money is maybe a place to get the advice but not from some quote-unquote friend who's not really your friend or some thing that pops up on social media that's really really a scary way to you know spend any of your money so the protection is first of all know the source of the information you're getting right right number two buying into something where you can make easy money quickly right i mean you you and i've told people this for a long time that that should be an automatic red flag. Yes. Anytime. Absolutely. But this is a big deal. I mean, people are getting scammed. I mean, did you say it was a number one? Scam? It's going to be one of the top. It's one of the Lord. top three for 2021 and 2020. So yeah. <sighs> so there are places if you want to buy crypto, you yeah. know, you can buy crypto sure. like Coinbase and through mm -hmm. PayPal. Yep. If you're going to do that. That's how to do it, but not when somebody sends you a message and says, "Hi, I made a whole lot of money," and uh, you know some. And remember the other thing, Tom. You know how high some of the currencies are right now, like uh, like Bitcoin. The people who made all the money, as with everything else, got in early. Really, they made all, yeah, yeah. You know, when you buy high, mm. that's not the time to buy. We could so. get you into Pets.com <laughs> or a few other things where they got exactly. Their money so quickly. please be careful. There's a, there's millions, millions, and millions of dollars being lost this way that will never come back to people and. Um, and the it's one shocking. guy, yeah, one guy I talked to said, you know, I swear to God, this is a true story. He said to me, "Well, I got this message from this woman, and she looked really hot, so I thought I'd invest." Oh, there's a reason. That, first of all, that's a reason, and number two, do you think that's really her picture? I mean, uh, do you really think yeah. that's her picture? Mm. You know, okay, that's somebody in the Nigeria taking your money or something using somebody else's picture. Come on, people, this is the digital yes. world. Everything is can be faked. You can learn more about all of this at the uh, consumerman.com website. Let's take a quick call, Herb, and then we'll go back sure. to you. Uh, Jim joins us now on Talking Real Money. Hi, Jim. How are you today? Good. Happy Fourth. Well, well, thanks. You too. Uh, I got a couple things I want to bounce off. Yes, I'm. I'm kind of in a situation where we have a our primary residence, and we have a rental residence where we rent to a friend of ours, which he's been doing that for about six years, and we've been charging him. Uh, pretty much the mortgage of that house, not what fair market value is for rent in that area in Maple Valley. Uh, I recently got a disbursement from my parents' estate since uh, they're both passed away, and we put that money to work uh, by investing it in the rental house. You know, we put a new roof on, new gutters, leaf guard, garage door, concrete patio, new water heater, new, new heater, AC uh, 
for the house, new paint, and then we also put some of that money towards our primary house with a new fence, gutters, leaf guard, two heaters, a, a heat pump, and we're, we're, we're finishing up with a new driveway, and we're sitting where we have uh, about 480000 on our primary residence, and the house is uh, on Zillow. It shows it for about eight eighty, which we've totally updated. We have two bathrooms to go, and it's totally updated. And the rental house is, uh, I think the, the mortgage on that is probably around two twenty five, but it's in a hot market in Maple Valley. And we're seeing these houses going for, well, it shows on Zillow about five sixty, but we're seeing they're being... Uh, Priced uh, anywhere from fifty to a hundred thousand dollars over asking price. Uh, I, I I have another disbursement coming. I I'm not sure of the amount, but I would think it's going to be at a minimum two hundred thousand. And this is what I was thinking: if we were to sell the house today and take the profits from the house that we have as a rental and all the tax write-offs we get with that, to hopefully offset capital gains and put that towards our primary residence, we would be looking currently at maybe having uh, two years or three years to pay off if we continued our regular payment. How old are you, Jim? Uh, I'm 55. Okay. Uh, I, you I, know what? I mean, I, maybe, because here's the thing. I'm not a huge... What is your interest rate on your mortgage on your primary residence? On the primary residence, we had that redone in November at 2.87, and we got the rental house in at 3.5. Okay, so uh, and is this... both of those, 20-year yeah, yeah. loans for both of them. Okay, so, I mean, here's the thing about paying off your mortgage for anybody. At 55, it's Mar- and Herb Weisbaum paid off his mortgage, uh, so he's going to get mad at me. But, I mean, here, in a general sense, if the interest is 2-point-something, and it... it it's you're likely to stay there for a period of time or you could take that money and invest it and keep it liquid that you may need in retirement which at 55 may still feel a few years off i would take the latter be just because you need liquidity when you quit working if you had plenty of other savings right money that you could pay yourself in retirement then maybe you go ahead and pay it off but with that low interest rate, it's just very hard to justify paying off that mortgage, especially with a lump sum. I think you said of two hundred thousand, correct? Yeah, that yeah, that would be from the parents' estate. But with the sale, if we decide to sell the rental house and put that towards our primary yeah. residence, is that smart money? It wouldn't be the way I would do it. As I said, I'd rather see you set that aside, have it liquid, invested in a, you know some sort of balanced portfolio have it grow for a period of time you retire in 10 years now you get this other pot of money um so i again it kind of goes back to pay off a mortgage or invest it and i'm gonna say invest it especially in this time of exceedingly low interest rates tom and don are talking real money set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60 page better retirement guidebook at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Our telephone number is 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. And we're talking to consumer man 
Herb Weisbaum. You know the voice, of course, because he's been talking to you and helping you and protecting you for bazillions of years. Many decades. So we're glad to have him here. We've talked about crypto investing, which I don't favor anyway, but there's a lot of ripoffs there. But here's this one did surprise me. When you sent this article, which people can go read at consumerman.com, that uh, there's bad stuff also going on with these payment apps. Because I use, I'm not a big tech guy, as you know, but somebody along the way said, hey, you could pay me using Venmo. Uh, Oh, okay. So I set that up. I use it, but people need to be careful here. Yes. And just going backwards for a second for your last caller, uh, just for the record, I paid my house off, my mortgage off, because I was paying 7.5% interest. There you go. Okay. I mean, it's cheap money today. And I had extra money, and I wasn't getting into a cash flow problem because I was younger. But anyway. First of all, no such thing as extra money, but that's a whole other show. (laughs) It was under the mattress. I didn't know what to do with it. Like he told me, he said, put it under the mattress. All right. Anyway, the the story we did for checkbook.org recently was about the complaints regarding these P2P, the peer-to-peer payment apps, and they're soaring. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau gets these complaints from mm-hmm. people, and they receive more than 9,275 complaints about mobile or digital wallets, which include P2P apps, since they started accepting complaints back in 2017. And the majority of them, 5,200, were filed in the last year, between April 2020 and May wow. 2021. The pandemic, people didn't want yep. to touch, they wanted mm-hmm. to shoot you the money. Uh, two companies, no surprise, had the most complaints, PayPal, which owns Venmo, and and um, Square, which owns Cash App, because they're the, uh, the yep. bigger of the two. The early warning services, which own Zelle, run by the banks, didn't have very many complaints at all. But some of those could have shown up under the bank and not under the the yeah. payment app. But anyway, so the the uh, U.S. Perg which is a big consumer advocacy group sure. back in the nation's capital, they looked at all the complaints to sort of categorize them because the, the CFP doesn't ca- – what are the things that are giving people problems? And there were three frequent issues, problems opening, closing, and managing the accounts, frauds or scams, and problems with transactions, including unauthorized funds transfers. So what can happen is you can put your money in one of these apps – and it gets frozen for no reason. They cancel your account for no reason. You can't get your money. You can't get anybody to answer you. What's my? I have money in this app. What What are you doing with my money? That's one problem. Mm-hmm. If you send, this is not like using a credit card. If you send money to the wrong person, if I send it to Tom C instead of Tom C zero one, <laughs> Tom C and you're Tom C zero one, yeah. Tom C is going to get the money and may not want to return it because Tom C may think I'm a crook and try to steal right. his money. So there's none of that, oh, I sent it to the wrong person, please give me my money back. So you've got to be really careful. It's over and it's over. The other thing is these these uh, apps make it very clear, very clear, but people don't pay attention. These are a way to send money to friends, relatives, people you know, to p- share the rent with your roommate, to pay at lunch when you go out to lunch or something like that. People are now using these things to buy things on the internet, to get the puppies they wanted from the ad, from the bogus puppy ad that you can't for $6,000. Just, yeah, just zap me the money on your peer-to-peer app, and then there's no puppy and there's no money. These are not to be used that way, because with a credit card, you could say the credit card company, I was just defrauded. I want my money back. You complain to these people and they'll say, didn't we tell you this is not to buy stuff? This is to send money to somebody you know? The other problem is, mm. unlike a credit card, if there's suspicious activity on your card, like if you if I buy from you, Tom, yeah. and you don't send me the merchandise, they're going <laughs> to say, usual. with a credit card, they'll say, we'll reverse the charge. Sure. It was a fraud. With these apps, they'll say, well, did you give them the number? Did you give them your money, the money? Then you're out. Well, you did it. It's not fraud. 
Sorry, that's this your... is the other reason. By the way, you tell people never to use a debit card and only use a credit card because you have the same the... kind of problems. Yeah, with right. that. So yeah, this no is, you got to really be careful. There are also many of them set up as social media platforms. Do you really want everybody to know that I, you bought pizza crazy. for your girl? You I can always turn, put these cryptic notes. No, you can turn it off. So don't leave it. Leave I can't it public. believe there were people I know buying pizza or paying the light bill. Oh, there uh, were like, there were I, people. I don't really need to know. There were people know? who broke up that were following their old girl, stalking their oh, old boyfriends and girlfriends, and knowing where they're going. People, that this hasn't is, happened this is to money. me yet. I'm well, you didn't have any old girlfriends. Well, I'm hoping well, all for your that. girlfriends were old, but I mean, <laughs> at my age, I'm hoping for a good. No, it's all right. But anyway, make it private. Set, put the settings okay. in private. Right. The whole world does not have to. I just know found out I have eighteen dollars at Venmo. What should I do? Uh, pay me for the appearance today. <laughs> okay. Well, if it's eighteen bucks, you got it. <laughs> it's eighteen dollars more than that. <laughs> you got On my head, eighteen bucks, people. Uh, can we get you to hang around for one more segment? Yes, I just point out consumerman.com is where you'll find all these stories. And I love the articles. I think, and I think everybody should read this stuff Thank you. because it. everybody's on these apps, right? They're using oh, them. They're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And if they got to be, they got to pay attention. Protect yourself. And we'll take your questions and calls. We'll go to Galen and Karen in just a moment here as we continue our telephone number. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 as we continue talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Here to answer all your questions about money, whether it be investing, protecting yourself from fraud, getting started, getting finished, whatever it is, trying to help you get on the right track and stay exactly there. We are here live every single week. And of course, if your schedule doesn't permit you to listen between 12 and 2, well, we have a podcast, had it for a long time. TalkingRealMoney.com, so please take advantage of that. We actually have a YouTube channel now, too. I think it has the Three Stooges on it or something. I don't really know, but uh, it's up there. Go take advantage of that. Or call right now, because we are live, 855-935-TALK. And that is what Galen did and now joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Galen. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, My question is, uh, I've listened to your show a little bit. I never hear anything about annuities other than uh, kind of a negative connotation. Fixed indexed annuities. Is that a bad word? Yeah, it pretty much is. Uh, I mean, there's really only one annuity that I approve of. I An immediate annuity. If I'm retiring and I want to get a regular check and I don't want to worry about my money, I can take it to a reputable firm like a Vanguard, hand it to them. They will pay me back a... Part of my money, a very little amount of interest, but I'll get a set amount every month and I won't have to worry about it. Once you veer from that, then most of it, the private annuities, the insurance stuff is expensive, it's illiquid, and it generally is misleading. A indexed annuity, the idea here is you're getting part of some index, some return, and you're taking none of the risk of the market. But that just isn't possible. In other words, what they're promising it doesn't happen. Uh, they say, well, you get, you know, whatever, whatever blank of this particular index. And what, what they're really doing is taking your money, giving you some of it back over time. And 
not giving you very much return on it. So you're just hiring a middleman, in, in my mind, to do something that you can either do on your own or hire someone else to do it at a way lower cost. So you get the, the trade-off here, Galen, is how much of the market, I'm using air quotes, you actually end up with. How much? So the studies that I've seen, when they tell you the returns of the market, you actually get somewhere around 3% a year. They keep the rest. Um, you get the assurance, I guess, that you don't have to worry about it day to day, but that's only really based on the quality of the insurance company and, and, or the, the people behind it. So no, I don't favor them. Um, again, some of the state, like the Washington state tap annuity is a good product, if you will, but private annuities, insurance, I, I'm not a fan. Are you in one? Or are you looking to get in one? I'm in a couple of them. Uh, in this state, they have a, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's a, like a, it's not FDIC or anything, but it's a, a cap of $500,000. Um, has anybody ever lost any money on annuities? You know, I'm not clear on that. I know there's been, well, certainly uh, the largest or one of the largest insurance companies in the world almost went out of business in 2008. That would have been a disaster for many people who held annuities. I'm not sure about whether or not anyone actually gave them their money. They didn't get it back. But I am sure of this, that people get sold on that product and it and it doesn't turn out the way they think it will. That most people's experience is not at all what they thought it was going to be. Um, and that, again, this is something you, a product you just don't need. It's promising something that, um, that I don't think you're, you're going to be happy with if I ask you in 10 years. Remember, you lack liquidity. As I said, with a fixed index annuity, there's no actual charge to it, but there's how much they're keeping and how much they're giving to you. So I'm not a fan of all of those things. Uh, so thank you for your call. And Kieran, we'll get to you in just a couple minutes. But we're also here in the studio with our friend Herb Weisbaum, the Consumer Man. And if you can't go to his website, consumerman.com, I've seen your work at checkbook.org, which I like very much as well, Herb. But, you know, uh, people got to keep track of another thing when it comes to all of this, and that's their credit. They forget that you, <laughs> there's there's three major bureaus still, right, that are, yes. that are keeping track of all this stuff and that are supposed to be keeping track of all this stuff, but they are or they are not. Yeah, this is also one that's related to the pandemic. A lot of problems have been created by people who get some kind of forbearance or forgiveness from their credit card company or their, uh, their mortgage or something like that. So let's make sure people understand because they interchange the terms. The credit report is the... Oh, I started. I'm hearing the music. I, I it's know. time for commercials. Well, See, we'll I'm, come, I'm old enough to know what that means. I thank you okay. for that. We'll come right back and we'll take. I, I thought we had a couple. <laughs> Hold that thought. I know a couple more minutes. We'll come back with Herb Weisbaum. Your questions, your calls, as well. Thank you for joining us on this holiday weekend, and we'll be back with more talking real money in just a moment. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'll take the blame for that one during <laughs> this segment. And then, oh, that's right. We had to take a break. So uh, we are very happy to have our friend and, uh, well, I'd like to say colleague, consumer man Herb Weisbaum, 
who you know from radio and television going way back. And we were talking a little bit about that, and we will get to Kieran here in just a minute, but we were talking a little bit about credit reports. Now, you get to my age, I don't think about it as much. I think I still check it every six months or something. Well, it's important. So let me explain. First of all, so people understand, there are lots of credit bureaus. The big three are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. They're the ones we're worried about. Everything you do credit-wise goes into there, and then that information, it gets turned into a credit score when you want to do something, like open a cable service, or get a cell phone, or a lot of states, thanks to our insurance commissioner, we're not doing it right now, your insurance will be based on your credit credit score. Uh, So that's a big deal. So what the Consumer Reports did is is something crazy unique. They asked readers if they would check their credit reports for them and then let them know what they found, what kind of errors they found, if they found any errors. They had 6,000 people say, sure, we'll take your credit uh, checkup. Here's what they found. 34% found at least one error in the report. Now, if they have something like your address a little off, that's not going to affect your credit rating, your credit score, so that's okay. But 11% said the error was serious enough and related to account information. So if you have an account that was closed and wasn't, or account that's open that isn't, or somebody else is in there, or a late payment, that can really affect your credit score. Is it easy to fix those things? Uh, they say it is. The credit bureau people say just contact us. And okay. But sometimes a lot of studies have been done that they're not really easy. And then here's the really important one. Only 15% of those who had an account in forbearance because of the pandemic, such as a mortgage or yeah. student loan, said their accounts were shown as current, which is required by law. So everybody should check their credit report at least once a year at all three bureaus. You can do it now every single week for free because of the pandemic if you want to. Annualcreditreport.com is the only place to go. Don't Google free credit report. You'll wind up on some site that's going to try to get your credit card number. Annualcreditreport.com is the only site to go to. It was set up by the federal government. If you're asked to put in a credit card number, you're absolutely and is in that the wrong one, place. Is there a link on that one, too, at in the, the Consumer story, Man? Yes, with my Consumer Man story. Uh-huh. Uh, you have to put in your Social Security number because that's how they find your well, file. And, and so you got to make sure you're on a computer. That, don't do it at the library. You know, Do it from your home computer where sure. it's safe. And then look for any errors, accounts that you didn't open, late payments that are not yours, bankruptcies, anything like that that, that, that could bring down your score. But if you are in forbearance because of a mortgage, a student loan, any sure. any kind of debt help during this pandemic, you better check and make sure your account is listed as current, which is required by law, because if not, it could really be dragging down your credit score. And again, credit scores are used for everything from mm-hmm. whether you can take out a loan and how much you pay if you get a loan to uh, you know whether you can get all kinds of things, insurance payments in a lot of states. Uh, 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 employers can look with your permission at your credit oh, report, true. not your score, but your credit report. So it, it's really important that that information be accurate. Indeed. Consumerman.com. We're going to take a call. We'll come back to you in just a moment here, Herb. Let's go to Karen, who has been patiently waiting and now joins us on Talking Real Money. How you doing? Hey, Tom. Uh, doing well. Good. Uh, nice to uh, talk to you. First time caller, uh, long time listener. Thank you. Uh, you and Don. Um, I want to say hi to uh, Herb, Herb, too, uh, Consumer Man. I love the last five minutes of every radio call. I listen to Coma News waiting for Herb to give me the tip that I, you know. Ah, I thank you so much. That's nice thought- to hear. Yeah, I just got one, the annual report. I, I thought it was once a year you can check it. I didn't know you can check it once a week, so that's awesome to to know. Don't you know, do that, but okay. Yeah. You don't need to check it that often, but you can <laughs> if you want to. I'll be happy to check it once every six months. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just a quick question, simple question. Hopefully, um, I had I uh, you know I had a C, I have a CD that's uh, around 150k um, that I had kept it for something that uh, you know I wanted purely liquid because I you know we, we saw we would need it for something um, down the road. Um, we don't have that need right now. Um, and I was thinking if you can tell me like uh, I've talked to a couple of investment companies. They say you know move, move everything into some kind of investment. 
I, I'm just hesitant to move the whole thing um, into something uh, investment-wise. Is, are there any strategies or anything that you can kind of lay to, like um, uh, how to drip that money into in, in, you know, investment? Well, um, okay, so but let's and, go back. How soon until you think you may need the money, the 150000 Potentially, if needed, maybe three to five years. Okay. So that is still pretty short-term money. I would not put any of it into stocks because there are periods of time where the market is underwater for two to five years. It's happened. It hasn't happened lately, but it's happened. Um, So here's, and so your options then are either a high yield savings account. I just looked up the numbers on this. Fascinating. You know, high yield savings, only paying 0.7%. Yeah, 0.7. It was up to 1.5 at one point. So um, I I don't love that. Uh, uh, Even a one-year CD is paying like 0.5, 0.6, small number. What about a CD ladder? You could do a CD ladder. That might make you a little bit more. The two-year was still under 1%. I use, and I've talked about this on the show before, I use a mutual fund that is operated by Vanguard, and you can buy the exchange-traded fund version. It's the Vanguard short-term corporate uh, bond fund, VFSTX, and it's still yielding just a hair less than two. It does have a little bit of volatility, right, because it owns a, a bunch of bonds issued by corporations that should pay you back. But remember, there's a little more risk to that than there is just in a regular savings account or in a CD. Those are more guaranteed. So the short-term corporate bond fund is something I've used uh, for over 20 years. It pays a little bit more than those other things. It's paying a little bit more than that today. But here again, you may put the money in there. And I think in 2008, it lost a little bit of money. I think last spring, it lost a little bit. It was When I say lost money, it was volatile, moved up and down a little bit. But that would be another option. And here's another idea. Maybe you take and you go online. And you can go online to bankrate.com and see the best deal for one of the online banks. Herb said, I looked at it recently. It's like 0.7. Maybe you put half of it there and half in the VFSTX. So that gives you some diversification between the two. So you're trying to make something on the money over time rather than really just losing to inflation, which I think now Herb is running closer to like 4% or something. I mean, so to have your money paying less than one while the, the cost of of various commodities are going up uh, closer to four is painful. Does that help? Yeah, exactly. That yeah, definitely it helps. And would you say dripping it a little bit by little by? Nah, I don't think a dollar cost average into that kind of thing. I mean, that would be something you just did tomorrow. And as I say, on the the CD obviously or the the high yield savings, you're not going to see much volatility obviously. But the bond fund does have a little bit of motion to it up and down. Um, it's actually still up this year, even though I just looked at intermediate term bonds, which are down about 3%. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of VFSTX, have been for a long time. And as I say, I don't know the exchange traded fund version, but if you type that in on the internet, you would get the ETF version as well. I hope that helps. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're most welcome. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You got a nice compliment there. Somebody Thank you. Or stays. buy Bitcoin and you can be rich overnight. Oh, yeah. You'll get all your money, <laughs> end up in where, you know, yeah. they want to add Bitcoin to retirement accounts I now. Know. Yeah, I know. I just, I know. it makes me I want just to check, open by the way, window high, and jump. high yield savings about 0.5% yeah, right now. Yeah. It's, it, but it's better than some savings, what's the most savings accounts. I know. Well, the average bank is paying 0.14. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and so you feel bad for people that saved and they don't want to take the risk of the stock market. Right. Who come in and see us regularly? Like I, I don't want to see my money go up and down that way. 
I get that. Yeah. I understand. Then you just need to be prepared to not see it go up. <laughs> right. It's going to be the same amount. And we may be in a very inflationary time right now. We don't know, right? Yeah. All right. Before we go, one other yes. place people are, you're seeing people being frauded, especially like the people with the hair color the same as mine. What's that? What I mean, what what else is out there? What oh, else should we know about? Um, you know, some of the old scams have not gone away. Um, and a lot of them are just, you know, every. The music's playing. I know. Again. Go ahead. Uh, a lot of calls. We always talk about internet scams. Be aware of phone calls. You know, if they call you for Social Security, Medicare, whatever, want your money right away, want your information. It's not just all high tech. Most scams still take place over the telephone. So beware of that. And don't trust caller ID. You can't trust it at oh, all. They know how to rip you off there. We'll be right back with more here on Talking Real Money. Thanks for joining us. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Uh, we all need someone to look at what we're doing from time to time and tell us what we're doing well and what we're not doing. And I'm not talking about your significant other at home. I'm talking about real professional advice to make sure that you're doing everything you can the best for your money, whether it's your investments, whether it's your cash, whether it's your plan for retirement, or if you're in retirement, to make sure that you're not making any of those big mistakes. We give you a free hour to an hour and a half with one of our advisors with no sales pitch. We will look how you're invested. We'll tell you how much you're paying others. We'll tell you how much risk you're taking because many of you don't know because you have a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit everywhere. So take advantage of this offer and you can do it easily. You can set up an appointment at the time and day that works for you. You simply go to Vestory.com, V is in victory, E is in Edward, S-T-O-R-Y.com. Set up an appointment right there. You'll talk to one of our advisors. You'll get the help you need. Again, Vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.